Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini-episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Our After the Fact episodes this season are brought to you by our season sponsor, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I love Midwestern's motto, For the Church. And that resonates so deeply with the goal of knowing faith, to see a theological movement that is from and for the church. And joining us today is Dr. Patrick Schreiner. Dr. Schreiner serves as director of the residency PhD program and associate professor of New Testament and biblical theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. In addition, Dr. Schreiner is the author of a number of books, including, but not limited to, Commentary on Acts from B&H, The Visual Word, An Illustrated Guide to the New Testament Books, The Mission of the Triune God, A Theology of Acts, and the recently released Political Gospel. Dr. Schreiner, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Good to be with you, Kyle. Thanks. All right. So here's the big question. You wrote a book called The Mission of the Triune God, A Theology of Acts. Now, when many people think about the book of Acts, they tend to kind of laser focus on one person of the Godhead the person of the Holy Spirit. Why for you was it important to kind of pan out, so to speak, and look at, man, let's emphasize the role of the whole Godhead, of the Trinity in the book of Acts? Yeah, that's a great question. So when you come to Acts, as you said, a lot of people notice the Holy Spirit is referenced more in Acts than any other book. So we do Mm -hmm. do want to emphasize the Holy Spirit. Uh, some people call this the Acts of the Apostles. That's what, what it's known in our English Bible. So we might emphasize even uh, Peter and Paul's kind of actions in this. But in, in my book, I wanted to acknowledge that our confession of God is that God is one in three persons. And we also believe that if God is one, he acts inseparably between the three persons. So God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit, they all act as one. Therefore, when we come to the book of Acts, we can't just say, the Holy Spirit is working, but actually we can say God the Father is working, God the Son is working, and God the Holy Spirit is working. Now, they might be working in unique ways. So the Father sends the Son, and the Father and the Son send the Spirit, but they're still all working. So in my book, I try to point out this is the Father's plan that it, that is manifested in and through Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit who empowers us to do His mission, to perform His mission. But first of all, this is God's mission, and it's God is one in three persons. So that means the Father is very involved, the Son is still involved, and so is the Spirit. So when you come to Acts, the very first lines are about the continued work of Jesus Christ. This Jesus continues to act, and how does he continue to act? Yes, through the Spirit, because it's the Spirit of Jesus. But I think if we only focus on the Spirit, we forget that God is one in three persons. And so the Father is still acting The sun is still acting. The spirit is still acting. And if you go to a text like uh, Peter's Pentecost sermon, Acts 2.33, this is kind of at the conclusion, at the climax of Peter's Pentecost sermon. And he says this in Acts 2.33. He says, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, that's Jesus, who is exalted at the right hand of who? The Father. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. That, in that one verse, you have all three persons of the Trinity. The, the Son was exalted to the right hand of the Father, and they have both yep. poured out the Holy Spirit. And so it's not just about the action of, of the Holy Spirit, it's about the Father and the Son as well. And so I just wanted to give people kind of a big picture of that. And another reason I would say why I wanted to do that is because often when we think about the mission of the church or the mission that we are supposed to participate in, we begin with what we are called to do. 
but this is first the mission of God. <laughs> this is God mm-hmm. acting in the world and we're joining him in what he's doing. And, and the great news is obviously that um, his mission will be accomplished and he will use us. That doesn't mean we don't need to do anything, but it gives us great confidence because if this is what he has set out to do, then it will occur. We, we can have great confidence. And you really see that through all of the book of Acts. I mean, um, the apostles are thrown into prison. <laughs> they, they don't get everything right in many ways. Um, there's so much opposition, but God keeps saying, hey, it, it's, it's going to keep going forward because I'm behind this. Man, that's so helpful. So maybe a listener's hearing this and they're going, wow, that's a really uh, beautiful distillation of why you wrote this book. But like, so what? Yeah. Why does this matter? Like, why should I care uh, that the triune God is working together through the book of Acts? Why Why is it worth contemplating, meditating upon, studying? What did you see in your own Christian life as you grappled with the text and studied it deeply to write this book? So when you go throughout the book of Acts, again, you see Paul and Barnabas or Paul and Silas go out on their missionary journeys. And what's amazing is all these people are coming to faith. Uh, but when they go and report what has happened, so like at the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15, um, they report what's happened and they say, look at all that not we have done, but all that God has done through us. And so it just for me, it just puts the focus back on a, a big picture of who God is and that God is working through his people and through his church. Uh, that, that occurs again um, when Paul goes back to uh, Jerusalem in Acts 21, and he's actually on trial, and he's detailing what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. So often um, we think about our own ministries and what we need to do, but we have to remember kind of as Philippians says, it's God working through us. And so I think that just gives us great confidence. And then I'd also want to say, um, just in terms of application, uh, we tend to limit mission to missionaries who go overseas. Mm-hmm. But what we see in the book of Acts is, yes, they're going overseas, um, but and they're going to all these different lands. But actually, God is calling all people to join him in his mission on this earth. So whether that's stay-at-home moms, whether that's businessmen, businesswomen, whether it's cab drivers, I guess we'd say Uber drivers now, whatever it is, <laughs> right, that you do, um, God is trying to spread the fame of his own name and his own name includes that he is father, son, and spirit. And we get to participate in that. And so we want to make sure that we don't have this mission talk backwards and say, let's begin with what the church does. No, let's begin with what God is doing. And then we can begin discussing how the church is involved with that. I love that. Hey, Dr. Schreiner, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to be with you. After the Fact is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Are you ready to take your next step in theological training? Consider Midwestern Seminary and how their For the Church vision can equip, can equip you through formal theological education. You can learn more about how to get started at mbts.edu slash knowingfaith. That's mbts.edu slash knowingfaith.